the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share innovative thoughts and explore deepening truth in support of the path to unity and enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be looking at knowledge versus wisdom, evolving purpose. Life is a process. If we're to gain the substance to evolve, we must gather data from the full spectrum of life. One of the many tragedies in our throwaway society is the attitude towards elders. We tend to view them as dim-witted, behind the times, in need of being surplused. Meanwhile, the young go off half-cocked, recreating the same mistakes as past generations, rather than learning from the elders and taking up where they left off. Indigenous societies recognize that only those who have lived long and have applied knowledge to a life full of experience possess wisdom. Thus, elders were revered and granted long, productive latter years, advising the younger generations. Dirac's equation, which is mathematically consistent, demonstrates that causes located in both the past and the future propagate towards the present, creating the events of our lives. If we only value the vision we have for the future and do not take into account the events of the past, we only have one half of the picture at best. In order to evolve, we need the wisdom from the past combined with the vision for the future to evolve in the present. Yet, the best we have to look forward to when we age is to retire with enough money to afford our medications, while we sit on our hands watching life go by. How can we reclaim the dignity and value of elderhood? How can we learn to live productive lives long past retirement? For that matter, isn't retirement overrated? Our guest this hour has dedicated 40 years to assisting people in negotiating life transitions as they create lives of purpose and passion. Ron Pevney is founding director of the Center for Conscious Eldering, based in Durango, Colorado, and is also a certified saging healer, leader. He is author of Conscious Living, Conscious Aging, Embrace and Save Your, your Next Chapter. Ron has served as the host interviewer for the 2015, 2016, and 2017 Transforming Aging Summits. He has presented many programs for people who hear the call to age consciously, and retreat centers around North America and over the past 15 years. His website, centerforconsciouseldering.com. Ron, thanks so much for joining us on Mission Evolution. Well, thank you for inviting me, Gwilda. It's an honor to be with you. How's the weather up there in Durango? Our fire is finally pretty much out, and so we're breathing clean air instead of heavy smoke every morning, and uh, that's a whole lot better. The summer rains are beginning to come, and... uh, we're all delighted about that. Well, that's a blessing. I've been concerned for you folks. I know it's burning up up there. Well, so, thank you. What is a certified saging leader? 
Well, I've been involved with uh, the organization Saging International for many years. Um, the whole conscious aging movement um, was really started, uh, or at least most people give credit to Rabbi Zalman Schachter Shalomi, uh, who wrote the book From Aging to Saging uh, probably about 25 years ago. And he and Ram Dass and others uh, started the conscious aging movement with their workshops at Omega Institute in New York some 20 years ago. And so an organization called Saging International was founded about 20, uh, 20 years ago. It's had a couple of name changes. But uh, they promulgate um, uh, the work of uh, uh, conscious aging that Rabbi Zelman Schachter Shalomi called Saging. Uh, I've been involved with that organization, and they have a training program that um, prepares people to teach their version of conscious aging out in the community. And um, those who have uh, gone through that program uh, are certified as saging leaders. And mm -hmm. so that's one of the, one of the uh, designations that appears after my name. So what exactly is conscious eldering or conscious aging? Well, the terms conscious aging and conscious eldering, uh, I think, are often used uh, synonymously, even though I'll make a distinction in a moment. But it is a, a, an understanding of the possibilities for growth and fulfillment and purpose and service in our, um, in our later chapters. Um, it's different than a lot of the approaches these days, I'm sure that most of your listeners have heard terms like active aging and positive aging and other, other terms like that that all serve a positive purpose in helping people recognize that there's a lot more that we can be doing as we get older. We can be active. We can be engaged. Um, but a lot of those other approaches primarily focus on, well, what can you do to stay active? What can you do to keep doing in a lot of cases, you get the feeling, what can you do to keep pretending you're 50 until you're 80? <laughs> and conscious aging and conscious eldering, while recognizing the importance of uh, those approaches, focuses uniquely, I think, and primarily on the question of who am I going to be as I age? Who is the person who's going to be doing whatever it is that I'm going to be doing? Um, how can I use my elder chapters as an opportunity for uh, continual growth and reaching the fullness of my potential, you know, emotionally and spiritually, uh, and my potential as a human being, rather than just being who I've always been, but continuing to just be as active as I can possibly be? Does that, that distinction clear what I just just shared? Yes, beautifully, beautifully. So it's more of a of a spiritual approach, an emotional approach to aging and purpose approach than just trying to stay fit. That's right, than just trying to stay fit or stay active. And mm -hmm. I, I would add one more thing, Wilda, uh, the distinction in my mind between conscious aging and conscious eldering. Uh, conscious eldering, uh, which is the what we call the particular way of sharing conscious aging that my colleagues and I engage in, um, presents a, a goal, presents a purpose for doing this inner work, for aging consciously. And that goal or that purpose that we encourage others to strive for is to 
support the emergence of the elder in each of us that wants to emerge when we get to a certain point in life, in our 60s and 70s. And even though our society doesn't honor elders, certainly in the way that traditional societies did, as you described in your introduction, the fact is that there is an inner elder, an archetypal elder that wants to emerge. It's a stage in in the human growth process, if we support it, that wants to emerge at this point in life. And I believe that by engaging in various types of inner work that we call conscious eldering, we can help to support the emergence of that elder so that we can we can truly shine as elders for our own growth and fulfillment and so that we can be the elders that our society so desperately needs in these uh, critical times that we're living in. Yeah, it, there's a, a, a Celtic tradition, uh, maiden mother crone uh, of archetypes, but really that's only three. And, and if you divide it a little further and you get maiden seductress, mother, wise woman, crone, it's it's really a more full expression of the stages that we have. And of course, there's the archetypes uh, corresponding for the men. Why did we stop at mother? <laughs> what happened? You know, I, I don't know what happened, but I, I think that I think a lot of the of what we have lost has come from um, the fact that a few generations ago, maybe the beginning of the industrial age, as we moved into cities uh, and the world, our world became more and more and more secular. Uh, humanity, uh, by and large, at least in Western societies, has ended up divorcing itself from that deep, deep connection with the natural world and the energies of the natural world and the wisdom of the natural world. And that kind of a connection helps to remind us of all of the stages of life and all of the, all of the, uh, the inner development that wants to happen and that needs to be supported. And so I think by losing that sense of connection, uh, we lost connection with, with ourselves, with our own archetypes, with our own growth process. That's very well stated because we have stepped out of nature to our extreme detriment. We spend our younger years trying to get enough substance to you know, stand up in society and be respected. And the latter half of our lives trying to avoid the inevitable, and that's our aging process. So we really are never happy with where we are, are we? I think that's the case for for many of us. We um, we have forgotten what it means to live fully in the present, and that's a that's a big loss. And I think that uh, societies that were much more deeply connected to their natural roots and to the rhythms and cycles of nature were much more attuned to the present moment and to what wants to emerge and needs help in emerging in each in each given moment. Yeah, living living in the now, and you hear about it, but but we we've been so conditioned against it. It's it's downright depressing, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to take a commercial break. It is time for a short pause. Ron and I will be back after this break, so don't you dare go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show, coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. We live in rapidly shifting times of extreme volatility and uncertainty. Such profound change brings a unique opportunity for the evolution of consciousness. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, host of Mission Evolution Radio Show, a program that explores the latest scientific developments and deepening spiritual truths supporting human evolution. Join me on XZBN.net, where I interview leading experts in science, physics, medicine, spirituality, and more. By applying divergent viewpoints to leading-edge topics, we uncover expansive and evolutionary truth to assist you on your path to enlightenment. More information and past episodes are available at missionevolution.org. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. Remember, past episodes are available on our website, missionevolution.org. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka, and our special guest this hour is Ron Pivney. His website, centerforconsciouseldering.com. Ron, what turned our focus from drawing for the past wisdom to only focusing on the next latest greatest? What do you think caused that? Oh, well, that that is a big question. Um, I think the more we have become disconnected from truly knowing our own beings, knowing our inner beings, and disconnected from from uh, uh, experiencing 
our interrelationship with all the beings around us, human and not human, the more we've been disconnected from all of that, then the more we we lose sight of uh, the value of honoring the past, the more we lose sight of living fully in the present, and it's always reaching for something else, always reaching for something else for the next whatever. I think it's just a matter of... Uh, I say just a matter. It's a big just, but it's a matter of disconnection from ourselves. What role do you think media and marketing play in our view of aging? Well, they it plays a huge view, the uh, a huge role these days. I think, um, and unfortunately, it is by and large a very very negative role. Uh, the media, the marketing, uh, it seems like everything that surrounds us conveys the message that uh, uh, youth is what is to be glorified and that uh, aging, which means that youth is being lost, um, is, is a negative. You know, I think I think Will that we live in a world where human beings have really come to identify ourselves in a whole lot of ways with machines and mechanism. And um, as machines get older, we all know that they break down, they fall apart, they need to be replaced. Uh, I think we see, and the messages around us say the same thing about us as human beings. That as we get older, we are these mechanical things that are falling apart. They no, we no longer have the value that uh, we had when we were young. And so uh, find a way to warehouses, get us out of the way, and um, uh, bring on and support the new machines. Bring on and support the young. And uh, so much is lost because we're not machines. We are, we are repositories of growth and wisdom at least we have the potential to be if we recognize ourselves as such and we and we uh and we help to develop that in ourselves um we can be so much more um but this whole mechanistic view of of uh of human beings has to has to be replaced by an understanding of our vast potential over a whole lifetime and an understanding of 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 how we develop over a whole lifetime until we reach a pinnacle of growth in our elder chapters, at least potentially. What effect do you think this dishonoring of the elders and elderhood has on our society as a whole? Oh, well, it, it is it is such a huge loss. One effect is that if older adults as so many studies show is the case, primarily define aging by diminishment and decline and loss, then older adults are not going to see that they have the potential to share incredible gifts, to share wisdom, to share a, a, a highly developed consciousness with the society around them to the great benefit of the society around them. Because elders have always been the ones that have been expected to uh, have developed the wisdom that they carry the bigger picture for their society. And when society and when younger people um, 
are focused primarily on, on the present moment and, on, and base decisions upon what's going to be most expedient in the short term, the role of elder has always been to remind society of the bigger picture and how we need to be looking toward the, the well-being of the generations to follow us. And so if we have millions and millions of older adults in our society and around the world who believe that our days of contribution are primarily over, and it's mostly just about uh, you know eking out whatever joy we could find in our final years, that is a huge loss for our society. But for individuals, it's a huge loss. And I think you know many of us are aware of all the studies that show the the huge rates of depression and uh, substance uh, substance abuse and uh, uh, suicide and meaninglessness among so many older adults because they don't see that they they potentially have an important role and don't see it because all the messages from the media around us are basically glorifying youth and telling us that uh, our days of contribution are, are primarily over. Yeah, it's sad. You know, the only place you see elders in the media is in um, geriatric uh, drug commercials. Yeah, that, that's about it. Or oftentimes, uh, you know, as, as silly caricatures and a lot of uh, a lot of comedies and, and things like that. It's changing. I think it's. Be, I think that's beginning to change. If we just look around us, look at the proliferation of books and articles and films that are are are, are working to create a more empowered vision for aging. Um, uh, I got my fingers crossed. I'm hoping that we're nearing some kind of a turning point in how we view uh, older adults in our society. We're not there yet, but I think we're moving in that direction. I think our evolution and continuation depends on us doing so. I think so. I definitely think so. Do you think the large number of baby boomers have an effect on the way we're defining aging at this time? Yeah. uh, You know, baby boomers, uh, speaking broadly, have been the generation that's always been at the forefront of culture, of every major cultural change. And while certainly not the majority of baby boomers are uh, are perhaps acting in, in visible ways on their idealism, I think there's an idealism built into our generation that is alive in a great number of us. And um, it's driving um, so much social change these days, including changes in the way that uh, older, older adults are viewed. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? You know, we came out as the hippies, right? <laughs> then we went That's underground, right. and now we're they're back. <laughs> that, I'd like to recommend uh, what I thought was a pretty incredible book by Theodore Rozak, who died a few years ago. And many of your listeners may remember his book, The Making of a Counterculture, that uh, tried to explain the idealism of the baby boom generation back in the 60s and 70s. Well, a few years before he died just five years ago or so, he wrote a book called The Making of an Elder Culture. Mm. He does a beautiful job in there talking about how that idealism is alive. And we have, at least many of us have more wisdom and more resources now than uh, we had when we were uh, manning the barricades back in the 60s. And that we have the potential to make huge changes in this world if we if we recognize that and if we work together, that's the important thing. If we work together, 
um, because in isolation, it's too easy to feel disempowered. Well, yeah, because the common denominator, fre- common denominator frequency out there is a belief in the uselessness of the aging people. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and we have, we have to counteract that by coming together and putting out a different frequency, right? That's right, and there's so much, you know, you, you, you certainly, uh, we all hear about and read about, you know, elders standing up to protect Social Security and protect Medicare, and certainly that's important. But imagine if we took some of that energy and uh, collectively, collectively, our, gener- our baby boom generation took stands for social justice and took stands in support of a healthy environment, took stands that, that looked toward the well-being of the next generations rather than just how, you know, what's going to meet our needs. Imagine the power we could have. It has yeah. to start with each of us believing and trusting that. And beyond just believing and trusting, it requires inner work. Inner work, is, because we don't just change our beliefs because one day we think, oh, I'd like to change my belief. Uh, beliefs and patterns of behavior and ways of being are, as you know, are deeply ingrained in all of us. And it takes developing awareness and it takes uh, focus and conscious effort to um, to replace disempowering beliefs and attitudes and behaviors with those that can really bring out the best in us. And that's what conscious eldering and conscious aging is about. It's about this inner work that can help us accomplish that. We've been conditioned um, uh, by the media and by the way life uh, is approached in our society to view life one way. We absolutely have to dismantle that, don't we? We do indeed. We do indeed. And it's it's been a, a process of of um, sh- slowly but surely disconnecting from our vitality, our right to life, um, as the bumps and bruises of life kind of hits us. And we have to move through that as well. Is that what you're talking about? That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And and in so much of it, the foundation, uh, I think, for uh, an, an empowering vision for aging really is um, getting in touch with uh, the beliefs that are, have become ingrained in us that we've internalized. Well, we're going and, to have to pick uh, working up with, to change those. We're going to have to pick uh, up on working to change them and uh, inner work on the other side of a commercial break. Ron and I will return to our discussion on the other side, so you stay right there. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. AVS Media You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. 
free video on demand, live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, www.missionevolution.org, bringing the latest tools and information to support the path to enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our special guest this hour is Ron Pivney. His website, centerforconsciouseldering.com. Ron, we were talking about how, you know, the longer we go through life, um, the way the society is today, uh, indigenous cultures had provisions for healing this sort of thing, but we don't. We disconnect, slowly and systematically disconnect from our full bandwidth of expression through damage, PTSD, oh, that didn't go well for me, but we never reconnect. Isn't that a large part of, of aging, um, of the not-so-positive aging? Uh, and how can we overcome that? Yeah, that is a that is a large a large part of it, and I think we 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 overcome that by well, I guess I, I would uh, maybe this would be a good time for me to speak of of what I see as the five foundations to overcoming that the five foundations to conscious aging um, because all of them I think are critical in in overcoming the tendency to disconnect and overcoming the negative beliefs. 
The number one foundation, as I see it, um, is indeed the belief system that we carry about our aging. We need to become aware of the beliefs we've internalized and make a conscious effort to replace them with more empowered uh, beliefs. Second foundation is releasing the past, releasing those elements of our past that maybe served us, maybe did not serve us, but definitely will not serve us in our in our elder years. And that means releasing uh, uh, resentments, uh, releasing uh, the hold that regret can have on us and the way it can sap our self-esteem, um, healing those elements of the past that uh, that need to be recognized and need to be healed so that we can move forward. And, and even letting go of things that served us really well in the past, identity, identities we had that served us really well in the past that we just cannot take, for, uh, uh, take uh, with us moving forward. They're a part of our past chapter, not our future chapter. And the third major foundation, as I see it, is purpose. And I know in, in, in doing all those interviews uh, I did for the Shift Network's Transforming Aging Summits, uh, a theme that emerged constantly from the various uh, experts I talked to was the critical importance of finding a sense of purpose and living with that sense of purpose as we age. It makes all the difference in the world in terms of our emotional and our physical and our spiritual well-being. Um, the fourth foundation is community. And, and, and people throughout history knew how important community was for the well, well-being of everyone. And elders in, in traditional societies were an integral, integral part of the community. You know, and, and our world, oftentimes older adults, uh, you know, end up in little, little enclaves or in really isolated circumstances that are so unhealthy and disempowering. And I believe that I believe that we cannot age well. We cannot come near to reaching our potential as human beings without the support of some other kindred, at least a few other kindred spirits that are true community to us. And then the fifth foundation is uh, a commitment to a deepening, a continual deepening of our connection to that spiritual essence inside of ourselves. Because that spiritual essence, that, that, that part that is deeper than the personality and the ego, that's the source of our healing. That's the source of our vision of what's possible. That's the source of our energy and our optimism that we can, we can move toward what's possible. Um, that's, that's our most authentic inner voice telling us who we can truly become. And so by working and attending to all five of these dimensions as we move from mid midlife into our older chapters, we can strengthen and empower ourselves uh, and help to counter... Uh, you know, counteract the negative messages around us and any of those negative tendencies we have to just want to withdraw and become disempowered. Mm. So you cited five things, reframing our belief system, releasing, like resentments and such, purpose, yes. community, 
and deepening spiritual connection with ourselves. What yep. part does gratitude and uh, forgiveness play in those? I think I think it plays a, a huge part. Uh, maybe speak to gratitude first. Um, gratitude opens our hearts. Gratitude is, I think, the basis for our, our whole our whole way of viewing and experiencing life each day. And if we can live with gratitude, then we can live in the moment. We could honor all of our experiences as teachers, as gifts along the way that have helped us to become who we can, who, you know, we have become and who we can become. I think gratitude is the most important spiritual and emotional practice that, uh, uh, that I could think of. And, you know, we, we all have suffered the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. We all have been hurt in a lot of ways. We all uh, uh, have experienced being hurt by others and having hurt others. And carrying those wounds with us without finding healing, without finding ways and, and working at forgiving ourselves and forgiving others, um, uh, we just can't move forward if we're carrying that with us. It's sapping our energy. It's keeping us wounded. It's keeping us from being whole. Uh, it is so critical. And, and I think, to me, the most potent image I can, I can think of, Wilda, that uh, forms such a key part of, of, of the work that I do is the image of the hero and the heroine's journey. And I think in the world we live in, it's so easy for people to to just see the experiences of their lives. Well, I, I had this wounding, I had this thing happen, I had that thing happen, I reacted in this way and that way. I have all these disconnected events. But if we can view our lives as an unfolding journey of the hero of the heroine, an unfolding journey that wants to move toward growth, and that all these events of our lives, the painful ones, the times we have screwed up or hurt others, if we can view all of that as teachers, important teachers we've been given on this journey of growth, then it's a whole, it's a whole different way of viewing woundings. It's a whole different way of, of recognizing that hanging on to resentment rather than forgiving is, is, is not helping us in any way. Because, you know, if we can forgive, that's a way of, of expressing gratitude for all of our experiences, even the painful ones, and saying, this has been part of my unique hero or heroine's journey. I'm grateful for it, even though it was painful. I'm going to learn from it, and it's helping to shape me into the kind of elder with the elder wisdom can re that can really have who can really have something meaningful to share with younger people about how to live well, how to develop, how to age well. So from what you're saying, it sounds to me like lack of gratitude and lack of forgiveness, particularly for ourselves, locks up the gifts that we need to become um, um, powerful elders. It definitely does. It definitely does. If we're going to become powerful elders, we have to have our energy available to us. And... The fact of the matter is, you know, I don't think anybody can dispute that we have 
a certain diminishment of, of psychic energy as we get older. We don't have the energy we used to have. And so if the energy we do have, a big chunk of it is tied up in resentment and lack of forgiveness and not having dealt with the past, then that energy is not going to be available to us to empower our vision and the giving of our gifts and, and, uh, and our shining forth as, as the kind of elders we can become. We need and to free also, that up by cleaning up the past. We've also tied up um, the wisdom from the things that we're actually in avoidance of, as well as our energy to keep them stuffed down, right? That, that's right. And uh, if we're in avoidance of them, of, of certain things, then it's pretty hard to gain any wisdom from it because we don't even recognize it as a, a teacher. It's just something that we, we want to avoid, something we, we, we're going to hang on to maybe regretting. If we don't recognize it as a teacher, then it's pretty hard to allow ourselves to learn from it and then to be able to find ways to share that wisdom with, uh, with others. So we're being double whammied. We're in avoidance, yeah. which takes energy, and the very thing we're avoiding has our treasures. That's right. Wow. Right. <laughs> and that kind of describes the state of the whole world. It's not just elders. It just gets worse as we get old because we have more baggage. Is that correct? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people a lot of people have more baggage as we get older. And, and you know, one thing that uh, that I really believe is the case, and that is that, you know, well, I think we have all heard Gwilda people say that, well, as you get older, it just brings out the worst in you, you know, and we can point to countless examples of older people who are petty or who are cynical or who are always angry or, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I do. But I don't think that that's what aging does. I think that what aging does is it amplifies whoever we have become. Well, we're going to have to talk on amplifying who we are as we age on the other side of another break. Ron and I will be back shortly, so don't you dare go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like exxon sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. 
Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. The concept of a new age has been around since the late 19th century, yet much of its original meaning has been lost. What exactly is the new age? Is it a religion? A collection of obscure esoteric practices? A series of doomsday predictions? Or an astrological event? The New Age Chronicles is a unique, complimentary publication bringing reason and grounded information to separate fact from fiction. Chucked full of valuable information to support you as we make the monumental shift into the new era. You won't want to miss a single innovative issue. The New Age Chronicles newspaper is coming soon to www.newagechronicles.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, www.missionevolution.org, bringing the latest developments in an evolving world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. I always love suggestions from my listeners. You can email me at info at missionevolution.org to propose a topic or a guest that's on your mind. I'm sure we'll all enjoy them. Our very special guest this hour is Ron Pevney. His website, centerforconsciouseldering.com. Ron, during the commercial break, you and my producer, Rob, were talking about um, uh, persistence. Would you mind uh, saying how persistence plays in here? Yeah, if we... If we have a... As best, it, God, I'm stumbling on my words here. If, as best we know our own inner truth, we feel that there is something that it's important for us to be engaged in, you know, a sense of calling, a deeper, a deep sense of purpose, then I think it's incumbent upon us for our very well-being, not to mention the well-being of those who we can serve. It's incumbent on us to honor that calling and to stay with it through whatever circumstances we find ourselves in. And those circumstances may be times, as I have certainly experienced, when it almost seems like like there's miraculous uh, uh, support. You know, synchronicities are flowing. It's truly wonderful. But there will very well be times when uh, the flow seems to stop when it seems like life and life's vagaries seems to be opposing us, maybe our own inner stuff is coming up and it seems to be opposing our, our movement forward. And at those kind of times, I think it is absolutely critical that we just keep moving forward. We trust this deeper knowing. We trust this deeper calling. We remember the times we have really felt supported 
and we trust that those times will again be there, even when things seem kind of dark at the moment. And just continuing um, is what's necessary for us to to fully fully give our gifts. And in the process of doing so, we strengthen ourselves. I think it helps us to become such stronger, more empowered people by dealing with the adversities and continuing to move forward. Doesn't that take us back into um, what you were saying about reframing, reframing your reality? Because the, there's, a, there's a quote out of the movie The Matrix. The Matrix is the world that's been pulled over your eyes. And so how we interpret the events of our lives, if we're basing it on the media and the, and the bad press that we're getting, even from ourselves, versus potentiality, um, it makes all the difference, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. You you mentioned I'd like to go back to how important it is for us as elders, whatever degree we are, to join together and not just look at causes to try to save our, our pensions or Social Security, but to make a difference in the world, to bring our wisdom together in a combined force so that we can have an impact on the world. How do we begin to do that? Well, I, th- I think we have to begin close to home. And uh, I know in, in, in the work, the workshops that I do, we oftentimes use inspirational poetry. And, and I love David White's beautiful poem, Start Close In. Start with what's close to you. Find others that you resonate with and resonate with you. Um, and, and, you know, when we talk about community, I think what really helps – so many studies talk about the importance of community in, 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 in aging in a healthy way, emotionally and physically. But that doesn't just mean having a bunch of people around you. It means having some people that are soul brothers and sisters, at least a few people that you could share your, your real truth and experience with, and, and they can hear you and you can offer the same to them. And so by starting with a few people, who really are committed to working and growing together, um, then that can expand into projects, it can expand into larger groups. I know there's an ever-increasing number now of, uh, of uh, elder wisdom circles and elder discussion groups and uh, uh, various groups of people. I mean, I hear every once in a while from people around the world who are using my book, for example. My book is Conscious uh, Living, Conscious Aging. They're using it as the basis for like a 10-week book discussion group. And then they've told me that as they work through this, they come to see what they have in common and see that they have some common, a common sense, perhaps, of purpose or ways they can make a difference in their community. And so then they start working together on some community project. And it's it's these kind of small groups doing what they do with persistence and passion that uh, are going to gradually um, expand into larger groups and into a larger sense of, um, I don't know, maybe you call it a movement that can really help change the world around us for the better. Well, whenever two or more are gathered, right? That's right. Power power increases exponentially. So if we use that principle, we're literally changing the, the frequency of our group as a whole, aren't we? Because we're giving people a place to find agreement against, not against, but agreement that it could be different than what the picture, picture we've been painted of aging. And yet it requires inner work. 
How important yeah. is the inner work and, and do we get lost in it or can we start um, making a difference before we arrive? It, it does not serve us and it does not serve the world. Uh, if we hold back on, on giving our gifts, on trying to make a difference because we have not yet reached perfection or not, not yet uh, healed all of our wounds or reached the, some level of wholeness that we would aspire to, uh, to reach, it's so important for us to give our gifts as best we can now uh, while at the same time continuing and honoring our commitment to growth. Um, but I think that this growth is so important because if we're not committed to growing, then it's so easy to end up just feeding the same energy that surrounds us. If we're just in opposition, we're just manning the barricades, and we're just um, uh, being activists, what I, what I might call unconscious activists, then all we're, it's so easy for us to, to throw out into the world the same kind of hatred and divisiveness and polarization that we're fighting against. And so it's so important that our outer work, our contributions, um, be coming from a place of, of as much wholeness and as much of an open heart uh, and as much of a spiritual connection as we can possibly bring to it. And then our actions will be so much more effective, and they'll be putting a consciousness, an energy of love and wisdom out there rather than just fighting hatred with more hatred. You know, do we what have we just... can do and do it now with a commitment to having an open heart as best we can as we do it. We have just a little bit of time left, but there's an important point I'd like to bring up. You speak of the importance of legacy in conscious aging. What do you mean by legacy, and what part does it play? I think that many of us think, and our society seems to think, that our legacy is what we have created during our career. And that when we retire from our career, that our legacy is pretty much complete. What I, the way I view legacy, legacy is the mark that our lives, our total lives, have made and will make on the world. And in the first parts of our lives, up to, let's say, retirement age, we've created a certain legacy. Part of that legacy has to do with uh, uh, our professional or our work contribution. Part of it is just the way we've touched other people. But there's a, an incredibly beautiful and strong legacy we can create in our elder chapters also. And it may look very different than the earlier legacy. And it may be visible, maybe out there in the world doing things that others recognize. It may just be in bringing a certain, a certain total presence and a loving heart into interactions with family, with grandchildren, with just a few people in the community. But it's the way that we touch the world, and I think that is so important. And I think as we age, it's so important to recognize that we are creating legacy. We are making a mark of one kind or other on the world up until the day we die. And so it's good to keep that uh, in mind as we decide how we're going to be spending each day. Do we want the legacy of our elder 20 years to be a legacy that all we did was play golf? 
or do you want to be a, a do you want to be remembered that yeah he enjoyed some golf and enjoyed this and that, but he was a loving person and he did this in the community and he shared his wisdom and he's somebody who was a kind of elder that, you know, we're glad we had in our lives. I think that that's what I mean by legacy. And you know, this is a third of our lives we're looking at that we still have left to create that legacy. Yes. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and the older we get, the more there is of it. <laughs> yeah, for a lot of a lot of people, the years after retirement are going to be at least as numerous as the years in our working careers. And my mm. God, we're not meant to spend a third of our lives just somehow retiring from life. <laughs> Absolutely. We're meant to, well, we're know, meant to, to grow and it's, and it's to hard. thrive and to make a difference and to be it's hard to believe. And, it's hard to believe, Ron. We could go on and on, and we're going to have to do this again because there's so much of your wisdom left. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me, Gwilda. Our guest this hour has been Ron Pevney, director of the Center for Conscious Eldering and co-author of Conscious Living, Conscious Aging, Embrace and Savor Your Next Chapter. His website, Center for Conscious Healing. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com.
Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.